Welcome to the Relentless Podcast with your co-hosts Kevin and Melissa, where we discuss all things Christian living in a crazy culture. Hey guys, thanks for joining today. This is PK and I've got on with me our co-host Melissa as well as our guest Steve Skoog. Steve and Melissa say hey. Hello. Hi. Awesome. So uh, today we're going to be chatting a little bit about uh, time management and, and remaining highly effective both during this time of quarantine but in life in general and and really kind of the the precept here from the word of god uh, that encourages us in psalms 90 verse 12 it says teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom and uh and steve uh we're going to bring you here and and talk about some some of this uh tell us a little bit about your background experience of being a highly effective, amazing, phenomenal, uh, life-saving human being on this planet. (laughs) That's that's awfully broad. Very understated, I think. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Is is there a specific area you want me to talk about? Well, yeah, no, no. uh, I mean, I I know that in in a lot of areas of your life, you know, you, you you kind of walk in that administrative oversight kind of gifting, but also um, let's kind of start with uh, your career when you became a pilot for the uh, air, what was, what was it called? Air ambulance. The, yep. The air ambulance flying. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that, what, what, what that was and, and uh, just how maybe being more effective or efficient and that could really be the difference of saving lives or not saving lives really. You bet. And, and that's really where efficiency became a, a big part of my life, or really, I, I really began to understand and develop my understanding of efficiency. Uh, the air ambulance world is we would sit in an office down in South Seattle at Boeing Field. Um, and when a pager went off, we would have 15 minutes to get the airplane ready to go flying. In other words, be closing the door and starting the engines. And what would happen is a hospital, say up in remote areas of Alaska, would have a, uh, fat- not a fatality, but a uh, trauma victim who was in a car accident or something, and they just could- didn't have the facilities to take care of that patient. So we needed to get up there, get that patient, and get them back to a level one uh, care center here in the Seattle area, like Harborview or the University of Washington, where they could get the treatment they needed. The thing is, uh, timing is so critical in that, which is part of the reason why we flew the Lear 35 and Lear 31 small, fast business jet. Um, So we had 15 minutes to get the engine started and then as as efficiently but safely as possible, take the runway and then fly for an hour and a half, two hours to land, get the patient and fly back. Um, And one of the chief pilots I flew under, his big, big emphasis was maximize efficiency. And I mean, he hounded on that in and out and in and out. I mean, to the point where when we got to work and we got the airplane ready to go flying, we had everything set up. Our headsets were plugged in, every dial tuned and turned as precisely as we could, not knowing where we were going to go. So that way, when the phone call came in, you could get ready and rolling as fast as possible uh, and not waste any time. There was two months where I actually spent um, working out of the Dells, Oregon, and we spent our time instead of in in an office, we were sitting in an apartment about three minutes away from the airport. We were actually trained to back into the driveway because that two seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds it took to back out, turn around and leave 
was wasted time. Wow. So that's how much maximizing efficiency was important to us. But as a pilot, you also have to focus on not rushing. Mm-hmm. Rushing and being in a hurry, you've missed stuff, you forget stuff, you make mistakes, and mistakes can be deadly if you make the wrong ones. All right. So, I mean, like two, <laughs> two minutes in a driveway, you're like, you know, hey, that, 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 could, that could have been someone's life. on them. That could have been whether or not, you know, uh, the family gets to spend time with their, you know, grandpa this coming Easter or not. You know, it, it's kind of, that's kind of weighty stuff, really. It, it is. Uh, it, it's the, the importance of time. And after you uh, texted me this morning, I, the one thing that God's really been putting on my heart is the value of time. Uh, my parents raised German shepherds, had a German shepherd kennel for 35 years, I think. And the, the question people would ask is, well, do I get a puppy or do I get an adult? And the response was always, well, do you have more time or more money? <laughs> and, and, and that equation changes mm-hmm. depending on where you are in life. The younger you are, the more time you have, the less money you have. Most of the time. I mean, there, there's always um, exceptions to the rule. One day we'll be retired. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, if you're successful in your career, you get to a point where you have more money than you do time. And our days, as that verse says, are numbered. You know, time is a limited quantity. Money comes and goes. You can make more of it. You can work harder and, and uh, prosper more. But you can't make more time. So it's really important to make mm-hmm. use of that time you do have. Absolutely. Man, so with with that, like uh, – when it comes to our everyday life, because I mean, technically not everything we're doing, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe let me ask the you know listeners right now, is everything that we're doing a life or death situation? Uh, let's say when it comes back down to our day to day stuff. I mean, when you're up there and you're having to consider, do I pull in this driveway because this might waste minutes that might end someone's life? You know, when we're thinking about it, uh, about our homework. We got it. We got a final we're studying for that's going to happen at the end of this week. Technically at the end of this week, you know, we're probably not going to die if we waste time, but, but living with that sense of, uh, of, of, I guess what I would call maybe, um, I mean, obviously procrastination. Yeah. Living with a sense of urgency, but also you, you said something, Steve, that I, that I liked that was important was, having that sense of efficiency and urgency, but also not being rushed, like, like, because can you expand that a little bit more? Like, because, you know, rushing through is, is not effective either. You bet. I can actually give you a great example. Um, Your daughter, Madison commented to me that she really likes how I use stories to, to give my purpose or to tell my purpose. And we had an example where, you know, patients, you know, when, when the nurses get back to the airplane with a patient, you quickly knew if it was, hey, this person broke their leg and the hospital just wants rid of them. It's really not a rush. Or this person's dying. Get us there now. So we had a flight crew leaving Wrangell, Alaska, which is the middle of nowhere. It's uh, it's either an island or a peninsula. And off the end of the runway is water. So if you uh, abort and don't get stopped in time, you're in the water. And in the winter, you're dead. I mean, that water is that cold. And it's just, you know, there's not the resources up there. So we had a flight crew land, nurses went to get the patient, came back to the airport with the patient, and the nurse was actually married to the pilot. And they put incredible pressure on the pilot. Hey, we got to go and we got to go now. This patient's dying. So they were in such a hurry that as they started up the engines, they taxi out, they're going through their checklist, they take the runway, they take off. And on the takeoff, they notice something's wrong. 
but they can't figure out mm -hmm. what it is. This little Learjet has so much power. It accelerates like a rocket ship down the runway. It's, it's so much fun. <laughs> but, uh, but they notice that they're not accelerating like normal, but they're still accelerating at a pretty good clip. So they have to decide, do we abort or do we not abort? And this is an instantaneous decision. And they decide not to abort. They don't have a good reason to abort. So they continue. They get to Boeing Field and on landing, they blow three of their four main tires. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. They, they, they barely get off a runway and they have to have the ambulance come out to the runway to get the patient. The runway's closed. Luckily, nobody was injured. Not a big deal, but they could have lost control. Had they aborted, uh, so what it turns out the issue was is they took off with the parking brake set. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So had they aborted, there is no way. That, uh, and by the way, it was a snowy slush-covered runway in the middle of winter. So had they aborted, they were going to go off into the water and kill everybody. So wow. there they, they just, the grace of God, they didn't. They, they made a good decision. And, and the grace of God, it, it wasn't worse when they landed. They didn't lose control and they were able to stay on the, the runway at Boeing Field. But all because there was so much pressure and they were in such a hurry to go that they missed an item, one item. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the importance. You know, we were also trained, no matter how bad the situation is, you have to take your time to do the checklist properly because one missed item could become lethal. Man, that's that's intense. I mean, I'm, it reminds me of a story uh, when I was driving trucks as well, you know, because I drove semi trucks for about um, about eight years. And then and then I drove school buses for about another year after that. Um, and I would go up and over Stevens Pass here in Washington. And uh, it, of course, the only time I ever did that was on the nights when all the other senior drivers uh were like ah there's it's too snowy outside i don't really want to i don't really want to <laughs> you know go up and over the pass i'll let i'll let one of the new guys lo lower seniority get some hours you know i'll take some paid time off and anyway and um so when i was kind of newer to this i, I felt like it was kind of a race like i had to get up there and get back before the snow would really come in and get going and and not that i'd be racing up and down the hill because you know you can only go so fast driving a, tr a you know semi truck <laughs> with two trailers attached to it <laughs> up up stevens pass and then back down but so i was putting everything together and i don't know if you know how to if you've seen have you ever seen those like doubles going down the road double semi trucks oh of course yes okay very slowly yeah and 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 between the two trailers you see that that little uh wheel that's connected to the front trailer right it's not well it's not a little wheel it's a big another set of wheels but it's connected to the front trailer so that that's kind of like that you call that your dolly well i hooked that up and and it has this little uh drop down uh leg with a little you know um like a wheel like a little baby uh uh wheel that you might find it's not super small but like you might find it on like a I don't know, what, what do they call those? Cast, it's like a caster wheel. And uh, so you can roll it around the lot and, and push it because that whole little tiny unit, actually, if you don't know this, comes out from the semi-truck. Like, like you have to connect that to the front trailer and then you push it into the second trailer and that is how the two trailers are connected. Well, I was in a hurry. I was doing my, my pre-trip. Uh, I connected them. I did the, the pole test to make sure they weren't going to fall apart, you know, go, uh, split apart while going up the mountain. But I forgot to put that little caster wheel up. Right. Mm. And so I left, I, I left the, uh, the, the, uh, the main base in Everett and I get there uh, in, in Wenatchee to unload the trailer. And I don't have that little wheel to drop down and all of a sudden my stomach just sinks like oh no where did it fall <laughs> off did it fall off in the middle of the road did some car hit it and like i'm starting to sweat and i see the next uh the next driver that come in with an 
another set of doubles. And there he, he comes out of his truck. He's like, hey, did you, you miss something? And he's got the big old, <laughs> like, crank down caster wheel, like, like thing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. He, he said it was it fell off right as you left the um, left the shop. And, I, and, and so, like, immediately I felt like, man, I could have, like, someone could have died, you know. Because, uh, I mean, it's not a small thing. It's not like it's just it, like it's it's a whole hydraulic uh you know extendable jack caster wheel like like it's this is like 50 pounds of metal you know and so uh, gosh and that's so true is is just because you're trying to be quick doesn't mean that you know that's the right way to do it you want to do the efficient way and 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 these old guys that I worked with they're, they're like the most important things are when you're driving these trucks and is pre-tripping them checking them because you could miss one little thing and that one little thing could send you over an edge or someone else and that's not worth it. And so yep. with this, uh, Melissa, like, you know, help us to, you know, understand some of the things because you, you're rec- you're more recently out of those college years yourself. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. She's there somewhere. Praise God. Yeah. And yeah, praise God. Praise God out of those college years. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rick <laughs> Warren says time is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it. And and obviously, <laughs> When you yeah. get into Bible college, there's not all that much uh, time uh, in balancing everything or, or any other college. So how did you help yeah. value every every moment without just burning yourself out? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I did a lot in my college years. I worked full, pretty much full time throughout college and did uh, full to part time um, and really just... I think that that what you're saying is like the time the time like time is our biggest gift and it's because it's something we can never get back um really set root in me and I feel like there was a lot of trial and error in that um learning how to manage my time um to be able to get the things done that I needed to get done as far as school and like this I mean it, and it's principle that goes past college it goes into like life um but learning how to manage my time and the things that I have to do versus the things that I want to do, um, you know, because so, there's a there's an importance in balancing that. You so don't true. Just live your entire life, you know, doing school or doing work because eventually you're going to get a family and you're not going to want to be working all the time. You're going to want to be enjoying that time with your family or um, learning new gifts, learning new hobbies, obviously is a thing that lots of people are talking about right now is like man I wish I had some hobbies yeah um but one verse that uh I was even thinking about that stood out to me is Ephesians 5 15 and 16 and it says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil therefore don't be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is and I think that's one thing that I was thankful that I was in Bible college of all things because uh, I was spending those years um, seeking God, what his will was for my life. Um, And I think when you know what the will of God is, at least you seek the will of God for your life and for um, the people around you and for the season that you're in, it makes you be more intentional about your days, right? Like about, man, yeah, I have might have the day off, but what am I going to do with this day? Like, Am I just going to waste it and like watch TV or do nothing? Or am I going to work towards something? Right. And, 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 you know, I think Steve would agree too. Right now we're all 
finding ourselves in very unique positions. <laughs> you yep. know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve, you you currently uh, fly, a, a, you know, a, a to non-disclosed individual, uh, you know, and and have a great job, but this individual isn't flying right now, so you get to spend plenty of time with your family. <laughs> that that's true. I have not flown in uh, five weeks tomorrow. <laughs> wow. So wow. I mean, yep, like, but I've done a lot of homeschooling, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like yes. all of us who who have suddenly found ourselves homeschooling or at home with our kids who are in school, like are having to relearn everything. And I saw this great uh, concept. People are saying, uh, you know, kids aren't going to be, th- th- this is, this is a great opportunity. K- kids are not going to be going back to school, having been trained up at home for a year, you know, or at least the better half of a school year. Um, still using common core. It's like, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> like common core. This is the death. Of literally. So it, true. it just got a obli- Like, I mean, my kids are coming to me. They're like, how do I, how do I do uh, divide this fraction? I'm like, okay, well, this is the only way I know how to do it. And they're like, that's not how you're supposed to. I said, well, that's how it works, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why yep. it happens. So, I mean, but with all that, that's Steve, so like, you know, how are we, because I found myself even, uh, and I'll ask you this question, um, but I found myself doing a lot, being very busy, even though I'm at home now, but like, how can we try and not just be busy, but be effective. You know what I mean? Like, like, yep. I, is there any, is there a difference of between being? Because there's so much definitely, free time. Definitely. Um, and, and just to warn Melissa, I might pick on her at the end of this answer <laughs> here. Um, but, <laughs> you yeah, uh, priorities, priorities are really important. And, and I'm going to pick on myself a little bit. There's a book I've bought and, and have been meaning to read and haven't um, driven by eternity by John Bevere. And the, the, the basic is it, you know, you have to answer for what you did in your life when you uh, get to heaven. So what are you doing with your life? And I haven't read the book, but that's the gist I got of it. Um, so, you know, the difference between being busy and getting stuff accomplished, you know, we can keep ourselves busy all day long, but is it fruitful? Is it profitable? Um, for instance, running, you know, as the two of you know, I, um, I was a big distance runner in high school and you have both inspired me to get out and get running again. Um, Which me and me and Pastor Kevin, neither of us. Right. 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 <laughs> By the way, well, join, our, join our run team on uh, the Nike run club app. Well, you definitely. Know, friend us. Let the, let the non runners yes. inspire but, you to run. But Hey, I'm not mm-hmm. a runner anymore either. I'm um, 70 mm-hmm. pounds more than I was when I was in high school. <laughs> so uh, that, that's like 50% more weight. Uh, but with running, you, you have to be smart about how you do it. If you run every yeah. day, it's like weightlifting or anything else. You're going to wear out your muscles. Your body needs rest. Mm-hmm. So my track coach, who Melissa happens to know about now, uh, is a retired <laughs> Navy Master Chief. He was one of the top distance coaches in the state of Washington. And he would make us rest one day a year. Or excuse me, one day a week. One day a week. And he wasn't a Christian. But it's funny how that followed biblical principle. And how important it is mm-hmm. for us to rest. One of the things I read a few months ago was about uh, junior high, high schoolers, our youth today, not getting enough sleep. Mm. You know, so much mm-hmm. of the mental uh, depression and, and mental illness these days is because we're up till two in the morning on our devices. Then we have to get up at six in the morning and go to school. We're not getting the sleep. Our yeah. bodies have to rest and recover. So we have to make that time. 
my dad, I love him to death. Blue collar Norwegian workaholic. <laughs> he, we, we, we tease him because his philosophy was you only have to work half the day. You work 12 hours. I give you the other 12 hours off <laughs> to him. That's a half day of work, <laughs> but he never rested enough. In my opinion, we had great vacations. We, yeah. we had great family time, but our bodies need rest as Christians. We need rest. So it's a, that balance of, you know, when I was uh, working air ambulance, I had to drive into South Seattle seven days in a row and it was an hour and a half drive. So I like Melissa in college, I was really short on time. So I would use that hour and a half in traffic to listen to worship, to pray, to mm-hmm. to really spend my quality alone time with God because I had to redeem that time because I didn't have it at work and it was a 12 hour shift. And by the time I got home, it was go to bed, do the same thing the next day. So at one end of the spectrum, you have to be efficient with your time and you've got to get a lot done when you can. But the, the other end of the spectrum is you have to rest or else when you are working that hard, you're not being effective. And you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was reading a Good. article just the other day uh, from the Huffington Post, and and the, it was really the title that caught me because I mean, as soon as you know, America found ourselves in this forced Shabbat, so to speak. I mean, yeah, and I'm not saying that nobody's mm-hmm. working, but I, I know that there's a lot of people who are still working many hours, and and even nurses who literally aren't even going home practically right now, you know, and, and doctors who, you know, thank God for them because while the rest of us are being called to, you know, our posts to stay at home, they're, they're, they, they don't get to be home with their families. And so thank you. If, if anyone's listening to this, you know, thank you for being amazing doctors and nurses throughout all of the United States and the world and doing your part. Um, however, this uh, article from Huffington Post, the title said, please don't be guilted into being more productive during the coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, that, that was weird. Mm-hmm. It kind of caught me mm-hmm. off guard because, um, I mean, this was posted back, you know, towards the end of March, you know, not even the end, like middle of March, like March 20th. So, um, and I was like, man, let's, yeah. And this is before really things started, started going. Um, and with that, I was like, man, I've got, but I've got, you know, blinds I want to install in my kids' windows because one of them broke like a year ago and I just haven't put new blinds in it. Like I, I want to, <laughs> you know, I want, I want to purge the garage in which unfortunately I loaded up my parents' truck with a bunch of dump run stuff for the garage the day that they changed the rules at the dump and you can't like go there publicly. And oh, without. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but in, I, uh, uh, yeah, canceled. canceled. School's canceled. But, um, you know, I, I, some of the some of the stuff that they wrote about here uh, during during a pandemic, Isaac Newton had to work from home too. He uh, he used his time wisely. You know, and and people are like trying to like push people to like be super super effective. But I also think that in a lot of ways, while we're trying to be effective, we do like you said, uh, Steve, need to really focus on the importance of taking rest if we yes. can, if we can. And I think that's been one of the 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 gifts that's been given by this virus i don't want to call it a gift i'm trying to think of a better word but i'm on the spot and you know <laughs> the lights yeah the bright side, side. Exactly. Yeah. The bright side is you know I, i've been blessed with i've been raised in such a way that family is extremely important to me i always put my family first i i was passed over for promotions and things because i wouldn't go drinking with the guys number one i don't drink number two i wanted to spend time with my wife and my kids not the guys you know um so I, I made sacrifices, 
but my family thrives because of it. Um, I know there's a lot of people who have kids and I love sports. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if, if you saw the office I was sitting in right now, I've got a silver tips flag. I've got Mariners and Seahawks and Sonics things from the eighties. I've got my whole office is decorated and sports memorabilia. So I love sports, but we have our kids in every, which sport there is and every, which extracurricular activity there is plus church, plus work, plus, plus, plus. And we don't make time to kick our feet up, watch a movie with our family, kick our feet up, roast s'mores with our family. And and that's what this hopefully Mm -hmm. is teaching some of us. I mean, I see parents post about, this is the first time we've all sat down together and had dinner together as a family in months. And I'm heartbroken. I do that every night. I mean, unless I'm out on the road flying, that is a standard protocol in our house. Um, So it's really getting back to the basic basics and what's important in our lives right 100 percent. yeah i think that's like part of the american problem is too like we are like we americans definitely have a pioneering spirit but i think it can be overcompensated by we just fill up all of our time doing things that aren't necessarily giving us an outcome that we even really wanted not even realizing it you know and sometimes it's that that dream of hey my kids can play in the nfl and make millions um, sometimes, right. sometimes it's, Hey, I need a break, you know, so I, I'm going to send my kids to baseball practice so I can have a few minutes to myself. Um, and, and time to yourself is important. Um, so yeah, there's just different ends of the spectrum and it's realizing what's important to really, really important to us. Right. And, and, and I, I agree, you know, uh, see here, Cynthia Pong, uh, I'll, I'll cite her. She, she said this, she said that there's a tendency in this country and in Western society and within capitalism to be self-critical as opposed to be being self-compassionate, uh, founder of Embrace Change, a coaching business that focuses on helping women of color to transition into their careers. Um, we have crafted a lot of our feelings of self-worth on achievement, accomplishment, and being prolific in stuff that we do. If you take that away, there's a void and voids are hard to deal with. And I think in this time that we that we're facing right now um, with with the opportunity, so to speak, of more time with our family, um, with the opportunity to accomplish more projects and be efficient and effective and the opportunity to actually rest and to reboot. I've been so encouraged seeing like I was driving home. And I live, you know, Snohomish Mill Creek area. And, and, and I was driving home and, and on like the main strip to our house, I was pulling up and I'm, I'm talking to Tara. I'm like, since when did our, our, our like main road here turn into Green Lake? Like there were so many like groups of people and bikes and families that were, that were mm-hmm. out on walks mm-hmm. and jogs and like not just a dad out on a walk by himself, but like the dad, the mom, the son, the dog the the daughter like you yeah. know and and even the even the teenage daughter that that doesn't really want to be there but she's there and and she it's like th- there's a shift taking place and i think that is desperately needed in our nation and i'm really hoping that uh though you know some of the negative things have come along with this season of of as as they call it pandemic or or covid-19 or coronavirus we won't call it there's and there's negative stuff but i really hope that some of these things of rest of family uh meeting that forced void that, that, that quote mentioned, you know, um, not just with, not just with our family, but also filling with the only thing that can really touch that need. And, and that is found in the family of Jesus Christ, you know, where we really feel like we can have purpose, have identity, 
and and also you know establish these times to really bless our children bless our families and those who don't have kids you know what, what are they doing that's another question you know um i don't know if you even have time for that but you know really really being effective with our time and having effective rest and effective work uh, i think i even i told, was telling you kevin uh at one point i was like i think i discovered that i am like class a <laughs> you did say that because <laughs> i'm like i have the capacity to fill my entire schedule for the day be stressed out about everything that i'm doing and literally none of it it's like all like things cleaning my house or like reorganizing the garage but i'm like oh i can fill up my day with tons of stuff yep. but then you have to look and obviously none of those things are bad things and there's still things that have to get done like i'm not gonna live in a pigsty I, it's a great time to, you know, deep clean or whatever. But I'm like, why do I feel the need to fill my entire day with doing mm-hmm. things? Why can't I just like enjoy the day or and like not and like? So I think there is there's a balance of like, yes, we need rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, there... we have to get things done. But why am I? It, there has to be like the why behind. Why am I? Why do I feel the need to fill my day? Or like, why am I doing this certain thing? Because as young people, like they can fill their entire day. I can fill my entire day watching TikTok videos, (laughs) but that doesn't help anybody except the person that you maybe liked their video. Um, Give them a like. Melissa said the key word. To to me, the key word is balance. Mm. Uh, I'm not a philosophy major, but if I had one life philosophy, I try and keep balanced there is a time to play (laughs) there is a time to work flight school I was similar to what Melissa described I was working full-time going to flight school I remember sitting in the room service office of the Tulsa Hilton rolling silverware but I had my school books out and I was um, studying while I was rolling silverware but there's also a time Mm. like right now where I've had five weeks of no work and I'm actually busier than you'd expect because of the homeschooling needs and times and commitments but there's times to kick your feet up and relax. And the important thing is to keep that life balanced. There's time for family, there's time for work, and not to let one drive you completely. I know so many people, when I was a flight instructor, I would work with rich people who had their own airplanes and their own companies. And they, most of them would comment, they spent way too much time at work. Now they're rich, but they don't, their family can't stand them because they were never home. Wow. And they wish they would have yeah. hired somebody. At the time, they didn't want to hire somebody to run the company because it costs money. Well, now they're going, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd give up the money every day of the week to have that time back. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, and with that, you know, Steve, that that's kind of the thing is how do you go to bed? This is a great question I used to ask myself and, and I'm I'm getting better personally, but I'm, it's still one that I probably ask myself somewhat regularly. Um what while I'm progressing is, is how do I go to bed at the end of the day, not feeling like, and I'll use a bold world, a bold, a bold word, but not feeling like a failure, so to speak. And I don't mean like I did mm-hmm. bad, but I didn't do all that I set out to accomplish. And I lay there in bed and I think, man, I, I meant to do this. And I meant to do that. And then I wake up in the morning feeling bad that I didn't just stay up an extra half hour and do those things. It's like some of those things, you know, yeah, you need to get done, but like, you have to learn how to escape this feeling of like, Oh, I should have done more. I should have done this. I should have done that. And some of it may be valid, but like, how do you, 
how do you find that balance? Like, like wh- where can anybody is, is there, a, is there a general rule or guideline somewhere that will help everybody, Steve, you know, like, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is mentors. You, you need to have people around you to, to, to help you and to, to bounce ideas off of and to look up to, um, you know, somebody, you know, when I talked earlier about being balanced, one of the hardest things to do in life is to self-evaluate. Well, mm-hmm. you want to self-evaluate and get somebody else's opinion and then somebody else's yeah, opinion. Yeah, doing it honestly. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm biased about me. I'm the greatest. I know I'm the greatest, right? Um or on the, on the flip side, some people yes. can't see themselves in a positive light. Exactly. Um, so It's too self-critical. So to get that balance, sometimes you need outside opinions and you need multiple outside opinions. But godly mentors who you can look up to and say, hey, how do you think I'm doing? Hey, how did, how did I do at this and how, do you, how did I do at that? Um, because like we've talked, there's both ends of the spectrum. There's the, the generality of the, the young generation who just sits and plays video games all day. But then you have the young people who are being put in baseball and football and their parents are trying to make them into superstars. Uh, so how can you have that balance or know what balance is if you don't look uh, outside of yourself and get other opinions? That's really good. I mean, and I think that's mm-hmm. true, honestly. I mean, since I was, a, you know, let's see here, when I was in, I think, junior high, maybe it was right when I got into high school. You know, uh, I, ha- I always had a had a mentor. And at that time, I was a- I was able to have my mentor be, you know, my youth pastor and, and also uh, one of the pastors at our church, Pastor Scott Smith. You know, he, he wasn't our youth pastor anymore, but um, he was a dad of one of my friends. And, and he was also the friend of my dad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and so, you know, he would teach me drums, but he would also, you know, let me stay at his house while people are sitting around in the living room until like, you know, one in the morning while he's falling asleep on the couch. And I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I always fall asleep on the chair in the chair and I'm just like telling him all my problems and my thoughts and, and just basically talking and, and, and allowing myself to process through. And then all of a sudden I realized, Oh, he's been asleep for half an hour. <laughs> I, guess I'll, I, guess feel like I feel better. I still feel better. I'd feel better. I'll, <laughs> I'll let myself out. Thanks for, thanks for all that. But it, it's, that's not how it always was. He, he gave me a lot of encouraging advice and direction throughout my life and still does. But having that and also i mean ecclesiastes 3 you know uh it it's it's one of the biggest things because sometimes people might want to even argue with what some of the some of the seasons and times that our life has but mm-hmm. the word of god tells us there's a time and a season for everything you know so mm-hmm. true you know it's it, like a time yeah I, I could go through the whole thing but i encourage you people listening just go read the book uh the chapter three of Ecclesiastes, but verse one just says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I mean, from life to death, to embracing and refraining to, you know, building up and tearing down, like there, there's a time for it and, and being okay with that. Yep. I think the, the big question that everyone needs to ask themselves in this time when there's so much time is how do I make the most of this time? Not necessarily how do I get the most done or how do I be the most productive, but even asking God, like there is a, like you're saying, like there is a a will for every season of our life that God has for us and like a purpose for this season too. And even just going to God and be like every person asking God, what is your purpose for this season? Like for the high schooler and the middle schooler, maybe it's, being closer to your family, um, for young people, like investing their time in the things that God's called them to. Like, 
I think that's the biggest question. And like, that's the, the balanced question is like, how do I, and like part of that is resting and spending time with family. So yeah, that's the big thing. A, a big thing that comes to mind for me is motivation. Um, everybody is motivated different ways. My dad was the type where he would always um, push me to do better. So it, it was this never satisfied type and, and that, that's going to come off sounding bad. But for instance, I'd go out and I'd run the mile and I'd, I'd win the race. But my, my time was 452, let's say. He's like, yeah, so you won, but what was your time? I was like, 452. He's like, what's mm-hmm. your best? Well, my best was 436. He's like, so why didn't you run faster? So he was always pushing mm-hmm. me that way. What made my track coach just one of the best was he knew how to push your buttons. I could tell you a story, but it would probably take too much time. But there was a race I ran where in the middle of it, he yelled at somebody else to pass me, and that just really got under my skin, and I – took off and ran the last two laps as fast as I could. And, and the whole time he was in a way manipulating my emotions Hmm. to motivate Hmm. me. So the other thing is we need to take our emotions and our feelings and we, they need to be submitted to us and to God. Uh, We, you know, so often it's like, Oh, I had a bad day. This went wrong and that went wrong. And there's this great song by BB Winans that I love. And I forget the name of it, but in it, he's like, you know, you ask me if I'm okay. And my answer is, yes, I'm doing good. But I answer that because I choose to do good. Mm. You know, I see neighbors, <laughs> I'm out on walks and they're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. And one of my neighbors goes, well, as great as could be expected. I was like, no, I am doing great. Mm. I woke up this morning and I decide, I decide I am doing great. I'm yeah. going to have a yeah. great day and I am going to make that happen. So part of it is not having that woe is me but being conquerors, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So having yeah. that mindset is I am going to go out and conquer. But at the same mm-hmm. point, having enough balance to say, I'm not going to conquer the whole world today. <laughs> just quite. Yeah. I'm just going to conquer today, today. I'll, I'll leave tomorrow for tomorrow. And, and, and leave the world for Jesus, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> but no, that's great, Steve. Uh, I'm wondering if, if we could just, you know, as we wrap up here, um, Steve, would you just pray for anybody listening or any of our students, uh, and just encourage them, you know, uh, cause really the, the thing I'd hate that, that, um, I guess the thing I'd hate the most, but I'm sure that the devil would love the most is that even after all this time and extra available time, the thing that's the most valuable su- substance outside of the blood of Jesus <laughs> on the planet is time, right? Yep. Uh, that after this, what seems like borrowed time in this season for everybody, extra time for us to go back when things are kind of maybe going back to normal or whatever normal looks like moving forward. And we regret not doing or not something, but that we would have God's perspective of our assignment for today. And, and that we could fulfill this assignment and not end this time saying, man, I wish I would have, I should have, I could have, you know what I mean? Yep. You bet. All right. Thanks, Steve. You bet. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together just in fellowship as we we create this podcast. And Lord, I ask that you would use it to encourage and to motivate people. And Father, that they wouldn't get down over what they haven't done or what's behind them. Father, it's so important that we realize that it's not yesterday that matters. We can't change yesterday. Just as you tell us not to worry about tomorrow for it has its own worries. But, you know, 
it's not where we are, but it's where we're going that matters, Lord Jesus. And you have forgiven us of our sins. And Father, sometimes that sin is the sin of not getting things done that you told us to do. So Father, we just ask you to forgive us for that, but help us to forget that and to move forward in a positive mindset as we move forward. Yes. Lord, you have given us, just like the parable of the talents where you gave, where the, the master gave out uh, wealth. Father, you have given us this wealth of time and we ask yes. that you would help us to use that wisely, Father, and that we would multiply it for your kingdom's sake and for your namesake, Lord Jesus. And Lord, for every student out there that's going through this time of um, isolation or quarantine, Lord, I ask that you would be with them, that you would encourage them, that you would bring leaders family, mm. friends alongside them to encourage them, Lord Jesus. They, they wouldn't get held up on what they haven't done. But Father, that you would give them supernatural motivation to do your kingdom purpose, Lord Jesus, your purpose in their life, the task that you have for them, Lord, and that you would just bless them, Lord, bless them in their time in the word, their time in prayer and mm. worship, their time with their friends and their family, Father, bless it all. And Lord Jesus, Jesus I ask that you would redeem this time for your kingdom's yes. sake in Amen. Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. Melissa, will you sign us out? Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening to us, and we'll be back next week. All right. See you.